Next on BYU Sports Nation, lots of great games on BYU's 2015 football schedule, but which one could be the biggest win this season? A Nebraska writer tells us what Cornhusker fans think of BYU and where Mike Riley has to do the most work. Plus, where did Tyler Haas work out? And Cody Hoffman's first game with Montreal. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. It is Monday, June 15th, the middle of June. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Brian Logan's dancing. I'm Jerem Jordan. I should have hit the robot for you. That's what I was doing with yeah. Spencer. Hit the robot. Look, double, you need a little WD-40 in double, there, brother. Double robot. Double robot. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. We're off nice to a though. tremendous start. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Over the weekend, uh, I saw Jurassic World. I'm jealous, man. I am jealous. That's a li- that was a live feed of Nate Austin taking a charge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, I actually Are you going to th- see it? I, mm, see, this is the thing. I, blame, I don't blame you, Jerem. I blame... Uh, some folks in our meeting, our pre-production meeting, because they said that I should kind of wait, you know, wait it out a little bit. Their wait, reaction. What? Who said their, that? Their reaction. I won't name the names, but their, their reaction was. What was it? Caitlin, go ahead Brandon, Aaron, Spencer? Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Do you know yep. their names? All, all of them. All of them. Do you know their names? Yes. <laughs> it was Brandon. It was, it was Brandon? Brandon? I blame Brandon. Our producer today? Yep, I blame you, Brandon. Kay. He said, yeah, you can go ahead and chill. You know, don't worry about it too much. Because I was like, dude, should I get a babysitter? No, no I, I get a babysitter. And he's like, nah, you kind of wait a little bit. And then, like, you guys come in. <laughs> you guys We're looking in. in the control room right now, and Brandon's Look saying, what? He's like, no, it's not yeah. me. Yeah, totally you, bro. You pointing, listen, pointing listen. back at you at the it, camera. It was you. It was the second highest grossing domestic film of all time to Avengers in 2012. Ups- and when all the tally tallies comes in, it may be the highest grossing movie of all time first weekend. I'm upset, Go Brandon. Go see I that movie. I'm upset, Jerem, because I wasn't able to be a part of that. I'll invite you next time. I apologize. Thanks. I appreciate it. You live like 30 minutes away, so it's just it's just tough sometimes, okay? That's all right. We could. I could. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll get a babysitter <laughs> next time. Hey, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's track did work at Nationals. In Eugene, Oregon. They took 13th as a team nicely done. Shaq Walker finished 5th in the 800. And the 4x400 relay team took 5th as well. Shaq. Really nice results from the Cougars. Nice. If you're top 8, you're All-American. Uh, someone else that put in some work on Saturday was uh, Jacob Hanneman. Uh, he, was, he went 4 for 6. And he was a single short of the cycle. Uh, had 6 RBIs. They, they won the game. But, man... Could, could you could you just slow down and not go for the double? I would have stopped. Isn't that. it funny that the single was the thing he's the missing? Single. Normally, it's the triple. It's, yeah, I would say it's a or the homer. A triple's hard triples, to get. Triple is really hard to get. He's a fast dude, though. Another guy that's been fast. He was fast with the Suns. Tyler Hawes worked out with the Miami Heat on Saturday. He'll work out for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. The NBA draft, not this, but next Thursday. Heat. I don't think he's going to be drafted, but I think that he could help his stock to maybe be a free agent. He's going to play in a summer league this summer. Maybe he gets on a team. We'll see. I'm hoping Europe's not in in his cards yet. Well, I was going to say that. Worst come to worst, man. He's 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 going to still play ball and He'll, get paid. Yes. to do that. While other people are in behind desks and you know sending emails out like myself. 
And me. And you. Except maybe during the commercial break. <laughs> With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The 2015 football schedule. We've talked a lot about this schedule and how awesome it is. Lots of good opponents on this one. And that got us thinking because it's maybe the top to bottom hardest schedule in BYU history. Mm-hmm. Five notable games, not to mention Cincinnati, Utah State, East Carolina, and so on. Which, uh, and this is our Twitter question today, what could be the biggest win for BYU football in the 2015 season? What could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 season? First tweet coming in at jmort007. Nice. nice. Spectre coming out in November. Speaking of movies. Utah State, end of the year redemption and Taysom healthy until season's end. Here he goes. You bring up, hold on. Here you go. bring up Utah State as the what could be the biggest win? Go ahead, Jaron. Go ahead. Give it to him. Nebraska, UCLA, mm-hmm. Boise State, Michigan, Missouri. And you bring up Utah State. That's a surprising answer for me. Okay. So let's dive yeah, into it. makes this. no sense to what, me. What do you think? What could be the biggest win for BYU football in the 2015 season? I, I think the biggest win is Missouri. Missouri. Mizzou. Mizzou. That comes in November. Game Mizzou. 10. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some pretty good arguments with the first game and and maybe like UCLA and and whatnot. But when it comes down to foot, the foot, college football uh, and and just how uh, people view you, right? It's really what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. And uh, when you are, if you beat a Nebraska, a Michigan, a UCLA, that's all great and fine. But you have no clue what they're going to do at the end of the year. They could they could be horrible, uh, you know, have a bad season, whatever the case is, and and how much more uh, weight does that carry if you beat a ranked team in the beginning of the season and they don't even finish ranked? And I only say this, ladies and gentlemen, because of my personal experience in 2009 beating Nebraska uh, or, or beating Oklahoma. Uh, you know, we we we. They were ranked what third in the nation. They ranked Sam, third. Sam had the Heisman Trophy winner. We were, uh, you know, a lot of hype in that game, and then the the, the the setting, the venue was all nice, but they didn't even finish ranked in the top twenty-five. Eight and five that year. Eight and five won the bowl game, but man, they fell off the map. And so, as a as a fan or an analyst, if you look at us in two thousand nine, you a can fan say analyst. a fanalist. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, we always make up words when we're together. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> As a as a fanalist, if I'm looking back at that BYU 2009 team and I say, "Wow, that was pretty impressive." They beat Oklahoma, but if I look at Oklahoma eight and five, well, they should have beat Oklahoma that year. They were mediocre. I don't. But but maybe they created the season that was. In fact, they did. They injured Sam Bradford I mean, and it was over. Yeah. And so my 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 point BYU is, you did that. You did that, Brian. He wasn't me personally. Colby Clawson did it, Kobe, but you did that. Man. But my point is this: I I am just I. I when you look at a, a nat, from a national perspective, right, and, and being relevant and in the conversation, BYU winning the, the, the first few games will keep them relevant and, and whatnot. But let's say they go for let's, let's say they go two and two, just to say that, um, which I'll take right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's say let's say they two and two. That's great. You think there's, they there's win all buzz. the games in October? I think it's three. I think they go three and one. Okay, so they're five that's, and three going that's, into that's November. A, play uh, who was it? Fresno State. Win. I think that, I think they, they I think they could be eight, they and, eight and one or seven and one going into. It'd be seven and three going into game going into ten. No, eleven. Yep. And and so and so yeah, you're, you're talked about nationally. You may potentially be ranked right, depending on other things. 
But it's a pretty good. But situation. yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good situation. But then you have Missouri at the end of the season, right? Which I love because it's an opportunity, like you say, to maintain relevancy as opposed to Boise State's old model, which was get a nice win or two and then you just cruise and you co- and then you coast. I mean, we talk about we talked about it last week. Independence is all about being nationally known and and being involved in the conversation because there's no conference context. It's no, a, your ranking's the only way that you can. Uh, justify relevance. You have to create some type of a soap opera, some type of drama. You have to have the Unless you're undefeated, camera then action. every win right. is meaningful. Then, exactly. That's and, not going to be the case. And that does that. Wow. What, what, what a headline. You know, uh, independent BYU uh, knocks down an SEC team. And, that, and the SEC team. It's hard to argue against an SEC team. My pick is different, though. I think game one sets the tone for the whole season, which is Nebraska, obviously. Nebraska, if BYU beats Nebraska, anything is possible. Anything is possible on this schedule, (laughs) Kevin Garnett. Because if you can win at Lincoln Memorial, it's on, baby. Because you come home to Boise State. The most winnable game in September to me was Michigan. But Boise State is a tough team. But of all the games you should win, you should win the home game. So if you beat Nebraska, you're brimming with confidence. You might be ranked, maybe. If you beat Boise State as well, now you're talking, now you're going. Two yeah. wins total would be awesome. But it's on the road. It's Mike Riley's first year. Who knows what's going to happen? That's the game yeah. where they're most likely to be inconsistent and bad, in my opinion. And then, of course, uh, Nebraska lost Amir Abdullah, 1,500-yard running back, a draft pick, Kenny Bell, their best mm-hmm. receiver and their best pass rusher, and Randy Gregory. I think that's the opportunity for BYU to get its biggest win of the 2015 the, season the and set the tone. Yeah, because if you lose that game and say you lose Boise State, I'm not sure much. many of the other games are going to matter as much, although beating Missouri in any context in November would be big. So even if, they, even if BYU is having a losing season. Let's say BYU is 5-5 five and five going into the Missouri game. Missouri. And they win. That would still be a big win. But what huge. are your other games, right? And, and how do you play in those? What was the biggest win last year? It's easy. Texas. Mm. Because you beat Texas on the road, and you do it in convincing fashion. Bureau's yeah. got an opportunity to do that in a bunch of these games because they're on the road. Well, and, and that was a point that Brian Keel made um, last Brian week. Brian with a Y. Yep, Brian with a Y, big, mm-hmm. also known as Big B, uh, Big Brother B is what I call him. Uh, <laughs> every Friday. I love that he's on every Friday. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. I'm on every Friday with, it's the Big B, Little B. <laughs> Can't say show, segments maybe. Uh, but he said the same, <laughs> he said the same thing. It's how you win or how you lose. Uh, you know, and, and, but, but my thing is this. If BYU is having a losing season, maybe they're, they're you know, 500 going to that Missouri game. They win. No. They win. No, bro. Right? They win. And, and then I think that sets the, the tone for the rest of the season. You, you start to build up momentum. To try and going, get to eight. Yep, trying to get to eight. And you build up momentum going into the postseason because you know you're going to play um, a, a decent opponent, right? It doesn't really matter. It's the, it's the bowl game. Everybody deserves well, enjoy your time. People or teams that are going to the bowl games are usually good. Uh, and so to build up that momentum going into the bowl game, we all know how important it is to make it to the bowl game because you do not want to lose as a player. And it's not hard to make it to a bowl months, game. Six or seven months 
uh, you know, thinking about your last game uh, and preparing for, for uh, you know, next year. So you want to win. And so having that momentum, like you said, the, the confidence, the swag, beating the Missouri team, hey, yeah, this is our, this is our time to, to kind of finish strong. And so either way, like you said, Jerem, we're agreeing, which I can't believe, no, but I agree. No, we're not. You said Missouri. And I said Nebraska, which no. brings us to the countdown, baby. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 82 days. That was close. What, what? What's wrong? What happened, man? What? Why did you you hesitated? No, I didn't bit. hesitate. You hesitated. No, dude. 82 days. You're the you're the host, man. You I didn't hesitate at you, all. You dude. Hesitated. You should see me Tuesday nights at my church. I never hesitate <laughs> on the court. 82 days away. As we mentioned, the conversation is live 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in on our Twitter question, what could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Nomad Coog, he's a nomad. The Nebraska game. The journey to 13 wins. Whoa! And Spencer Linton's shaved head starts there. Oh, yes, Spencer did guarantee that if BYU goes undefeated, He'll shave his head. I mean, that's not saying anything. That's no, man. No, do, no. Some, do something. Cha- what's he the he should say, challenging. How about, how about you say this? If BYU beats Missouri, if BYU beats, beats Missouri, Missouri, straight up, if they beat them, you'd shave your head. Tell me what not you want me to do. Not that there's a lot of hair. Tell me what you want. Nope. Mm-mm. I mean, it looks good, but it's See, not a ton off. You know I, would, I, mean? I would definitely love to do something because my, my wife and my in laws. They, you know, we already have this rivalry going. We already talking trash. Oh, so are they Missouri would, fans? Oh, yeah, yeah, from Missouri, from Missouri. Oh, it's on. Uh, oh, nice, dude, dude. Like tickets, everything. They, oh, it's. They bought me a cake, man. They <laughs> bought me a Missouri cake for my birthday. What does that even mean, bro? They just means like this in uh, in your face, like we're gonna win. <laughs> so I'm not having it, man. I'll do whatever you want me to do. If if BYU beats Missouri, I will shave my head. I'll do whatever I need okay. to do. If you allow me to do, I would like to dye my hair blue or something. What? I, but I'm going to be on set for Countdown. That's so true. You, we can't have that. It's up to you. We can't so have you're that. You're the producer. Brian so. Logan <laughs> says he'll shave his head if BYU beats Missouri. There's not a lot to shave there. That's all right. You're at like a one-eighth inch already. <laughs> Coming up, what corn ha- Cornhusker fans think of the matchup with BYU? And Jeff Judkins on the new rule changes in women's hoops. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. You can always weigh in. BYU Football Media Day is next week. It's the first one nationally. I don't know if anyone else is doing one before that. So it's the first one. Nope, June 24th, so. 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Check out State of the Program, 12 to 2 a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation, then four Eastern time, four decades of dominance. It's going to be a fun, fun day. Great guest list for that one. Our Twitter question today, what could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 football season? At White Chocolate, Jason Williams (laughs) from the NBA. UCLA will be the biggest win. Even though they are projected to be great, their freshman quarterback will stumble. Hashtag no goggles. That's the hope. It's game three, Brian. The hope is that either Jerry Neuheisel uh, starts or this freshman, and and that they struggle. Yeah, Josh Rosen is the kid's name. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see. True freshman. I mean, playing playing against Virginia, uh, we'll we'll be able to see some type of, uh, you know, talent right that they're that they're going to be going up against. Uh, and then playing UNLV right second game is like eh, kind of a drop off. So we'll be able to see the mistakes, but we'll really be able to judge a lot from that first game. So. 
We'll see, man. But that's why as I well, have UCLA about BYU. Yeah, that's why I have the confidence though. Is the quarterback? You know, they don't got to taste him. He'll. That's right. Best quarterback in the world. You've said multiple mm, times. False. I said universe. Universe. Wow, that's a little bit bigger. Uh, let's bring in Jeff Judkins, head coach of the women's basketball team. Now, get his opinion on all things sports related. But but first, you you have women's or girls basketball camps going on. Yeah, we right do. now on campus. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. It's going good. You know, we uh, we have four camps here at BYU, and um, we we do pretty well. I think most of the camps here really do a great job of uh, letting the student athlete or the camper enjoy their their atmosphere and their time here at, at BYU and. Uh, you know, one of their big highlights is going to Cannon Center, you know, and eating whatever they want, all they want. And uh, <laughs> so this morning I had to give a little lecture saying you can't eat all ice cream, you know, and that's it. <laughs> you got to try to do a balanced meal. But um, Tell that to Brian, man. You know, it's he's got guns yeah, here, man. Yeah, you don't get you. Don't the ice get, cream goes straight to his arm. Right here. This is, this is Gushers, though, Coach. <laughs> Not ice cream, but Gushers. But, it, but it, it, it's, it's been a really good thing for us, and, and uh, I enjoy doing it. When you look at uh, our Twitter question today, what could be the biggest win in the 2015 season? You've got some great names, Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Missouri, among others. What do you think would could be the biggest win for BYU this season in football? Well, I think a lot of it depends on where they're at when they play these teams. So mm-hmm. I, I would say, and this, you know, to me, probably Boise State because... Really? Yeah, because it's close, and all we do is hear about how Boise State's better than BYU in football all the time. You hear it, and so... It'd be nice to have them beat them. But um, one thing I do know, over the years I've been here at BYU and seen Coach Mendenhall and his staff, they always play a good first game. They're, yeah. they're well-prepared. They, uh, they usually can beat anybody on a first game. They beat Oklahoma that one year. Um, they beat some other people that, I, that, I've, that were really good, and I think they're very good at it because he has the whole summer to prepare. And then, of course, you know, with some experience that he has – a quarterback, especially, he's got a big advantage. They're going to be ahead of everybody else. So that'll be a big game. Virginia's the first game. Is that right? Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that I, I, I would say that one probably because I think if they can beat Nebraska and get a really good start, they can, they can cause some damage. That's what Jerem said. You're, gonna, you're agreeing with Jerem. I said Missouri only because they're more towards the end of the season. And so it might mean more. Huh? Yeah. Well, as far as staying nationally relevant and uh, in the in the discussion, conversations, momentum towards the end of the season, um, that's why I feel like, you know, that's a that's a more important game than the first. It's going to be a great schedule, man. I, that's the fun part is that you have a is, bunch of these games. I, I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, man, what a schedule. You know what? And I and I say it's hard. You don't realize how hard it is to do it, but you got to give Tom Homo a lot of credit for this, of, of really how, how he did it, and hopefully we'll come on top. When can we expect the women's basketball? I know non-conference and conference are kind of announced separately. But... The, the non-conference is done. We're playing uh, Texas A&M. We're playing Oklahoma. Nice. We got Colorado State. We got Utah. Um, we've got uh, Penn State, Georgia. Look at you, nice. up on P five. I've scheduled. I've overscheduled. Do you tell that to Bronco? You're like, listen, you may. You know, I've overscheduled, but you know, as a player, and I'm sure Logan, when you played, you want to play good teams. Yeah. You don't want to play crappy teams. You know, you want to play good teams. So that's your scheduling mantra. We that's how I look. I mean, I, I've got to win so many games. Yeah. You got to figure that out. But I've got, I've got four A's. Okay, and usually you want two, maybe three. But I've got one of them on a well, two of them on a, on a neutral court. So that's that's to our advantage. 
Where are you going for the uh, Thanksgiving? We're going dinner? to L.A. or Northridge. You need to go on that trip. We play Penn State and Georgia on that trip. That's the one right there. I'm there, man. Yeah. I'm there. Friday, Saturday, buddy. So breaking news, uh, some big non-conference games from uh, Jeff Judkins. Awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, your team and, and uh, a former alumna, Jennifer Hampson now in the WNBA. Yeah. Not getting a ton of time. I think four minutes and then, what, two minutes, I think, in game two. But what have you thought of her Well, you know, I, I went and watched her practice for three days. Right. And she's playing for a great team. Uh, Brian, you know, their coach, head coach, is a good coach and really good guy. And he's he's got high expectations for Jennifer. I'll tell you right now, she's way ahead of a lot of these guys in the post, defensively and offensively. When I watched them, she she knows how to play it. She's she's hopefully learned from good coaches, and, and but I think she's going to help him when it comes down when they when she gets a little more experience. She's got to play a little harder, you know. She's got to play with more um, energy. But um, I think she's going to help him. She's, they got her outside a lot. They got her setting picks on the ball and passing. And surprisingly, you know, she's always been pretty good at that. But I kind of used her in the low post mostly. But she's, she's, she's doing really well out there. I'm, I'm, I'm real happy for her. Have you had a chance to, to talk to her yeah. and uh, just give her some of that advice? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I talked to her when I was there. We were going to have go to lunch, but traffic there was ridiculous. And, yep, horrible. In L.A.? And, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I've, I've tried. I've tweeted her a couple times. I've called her. Um, Isn't that funny know. that it's someone you can text or what? It, but you tweet, and that, yeah. that's maybe how they see it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but she's uh, she, she, she's so, so excited about it. What a great opportunity. And you probably heard Morgan Bailey is going to no. uh, Portugal. Mm. And That's she's great. playing on a really good team. Uh, the coach called me last week and is really excited. I, I told the Sparks coach, I said, if you lose one of these girls, I'm just telling you, Morgan can post up as good as any of them, so you might want to look at that. But So she's going to go to Portugal, and hopefully she'll do really well, and then she'll move up to a little bit bigger league. Jen, Jen's going to play overseas also after, after her WNBA. She's going to probably go to either to Turkey um, Italy or Russia is kind of the places that she's been looking at. So nice. great, great opportunity for these young ladies. So fantastic. You're just firing news yeah. at us left and right, man. We, we didn't know all this stuff. This is great. Yeah. Speaking of news last week, uh, it came out the NCAA ru- uh, rule changes. You're going to play I'm four 10 minute quarters among other things. What do you the, think of those? This rule is, this is the NBA. This is, this is what I'm excited about. Four quarters. Now you only get five fouls. It's two shots. No one on one. Some of these teams that cannot gain the foul line a lot, it'll be different. Um, you'll have to you have to manage the end of the clock a lot better. Go two for one, like you watch in the NBA Finals now. You see them going two for one and doing some of those things. You got to move the ball to half court, I guess, in the last minute or something of the game, which will mm-hmm. definitely change a lot of strategy. What you're trying to do. Um, and then, of course, the, 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 the pulse move, now you can put your arm as long as it's not extended. So I'm going to teach my pulse players, especially some of my stronger ones, to, to, to be able to do that. So um, exciting time. Are there other rule changes that you liked as well? You know, I haven't really looked at all of them. You know, I've, I kind of just heard about it. And Dan, Dan, my assistant coach, he keeps me up on it. He kind of told me a little bit. There's a couple I'm not really sure of yet. That I just have to just just you know just go through. We'll make sure we we have an official come early in the year and explain a lot of this stuff to us. The ones that you are aware of, do you see them affecting you guys and how you're coaching in a negative way? 
I think it's for us. I think it's positive because oh, I played it. I, I know it, and, and that's to our advantage, I think. But um, it'll it'll be interesting, you know. I mean, the boys have changed their thirty you know thirty seconds. Thank goodness, you know. <laughs> I mean, thank goodness. I mean, thirty seconds for women is like the NBA twenty four. It really is. I mean, you, you break a press, you get there, you got a few seconds to run. You know, I'd like to see the boys get to twenty four eventually. Mm. But I think 30 is a great, a great jump for him. And the game will speed up. Isn't it interesting that in uh, several things, notably the shot clock and then I think the quarters eventually with the men, that the women lead the way in the NCAA in terms of rules? Why do you think that is? I think they, they're more willing to, to try to get our game better. They're willing to do things to try to do it. I think the men, you know, they have it going pretty good with the NCAA and, and all the things they're doing. And, there's, you know, maybe they just feel like more coaches feel like it's it's more equal. Um, you know, I mean, you think about it right now. If if the NBA was playing college rules, LeBron James would not get 40 a night. They'd box him on him the whole game. They'd run three, four guys through him, deny him everywhere, make him back at. That's what they do. Now they can space the floor out, clear aside, and he can go one-on-one. And the best player in the world as declared by LeBron James he yesterday. Is. There's no question he's the best player in the world. Yeah. He can control a game well enough. A lot of people asked me the other day, said, why, why do so many people, and it's really true, people love LeBron or they hate him. Yeah. There's no in-between. I said, this is what I think. LeBron scores one-on-one. It's a clear out. It's not in the offense, flow of the offense. And so everybody thinks he's a ball hog. That's what they all think. Michael Jordan was the biggest. Ball no, but Michael ball. Jordan was in the offense. They ran the triangle offense, and so around, everybody was moving. Him, right? But what happens with LeBron? You saw it. He gets the ball on the left side, and everybody clears out. And I think people look at this and say, he's selfish. And people don't like selfish players. And so that's how they do it. What he, people don't realize, he's probably one of the most unselfish I mean, he's triple double machine. Yeah, he's, he he would soon pass and score, but he has to score. If he had actually good players around him to pass yeah. to. Now, Skiff, you know, Curry is a little different. He takes really hard shots, but he takes them in the flow. So people don't think he's a gunner, but really, if you look at some of the shots that he takes, him and Clay Thompson, you're going, what are you taking that shot for? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a bad shot, mm-hmm. but it's in the flow of the offense, and I think. Um, that's what's so important when you're when you're when you're judging teams and players. Uh, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Dr. J, all the guys that I remember were great players. Um, they all did it in a system. Anthony does it in his own way, you know. Steph, uh, what's Steph Mulberry? Whatever he was a Marbury. big scorer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know Dominic Wilkins. They all tried to do it. People think they're selfish. It's it's the teamwork. But, you know, I mean, you see a lot of how it means to these guys. I mean, LeBron, I mean, he's playing hard. I mean, he's, this is not like you just uh, jump in the park here. You know, he's, he really wants to win. And I hope, I, I hope he goes game six, Cleveland wins. Because I think game seven is Friday the most, night. It, game seven is one of the most exciting oh, yeah. opportunities for, you know, and, and really almost anything. Absolutely. Great stuff. Good luck with uh, the girls' basketball camps, and thanks for telling us uh, about Morgan, Jen, and uh, the schedule. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. It's going to be a great <laughs> season. Yeah, it should be a really fun season. And then, of course, with the new arena being f- fixed, oh, we're man. excited about playing that and new scoreboard. And it's just going to be a great year. We're, 
BYU basketball is up on the rise, and we're, you know, we're all happy about everything. Great stuff. Coach Judkins, Thanks, we guys. appreciate the time. Jeff Judkins, women's basketball coach at Brigham Young University. Our Twitter question today, what could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 football season? Use the hashtag BYUSN and keep the tweets coming. Coming up, a Cougar nearly hits for the cycle in the minors. Tyler Haas, next NBA workout. And what Nebraska fans think of BYU football. This is BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy Jordan and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you haven't already, download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it at BYUSportsNation.com. I know Brian has heard about this. He's super excited, although he didn't use the hashtag BYUSN last week, so not eligible. The BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest is underway. (laughs) For what? Oh, man. Get Get out of here, dude. (laughs) Get the rules are rules, bro. Hey, can somebody please, like, tweet uh, or... Rewind the the part where I said that it was a special. It was a twenty four hour special. You can send tweets in without you using t- dude. You got to talk to our lawyer, man. BYUSN, and you were good to go. Only twenty four hour special, so I made it. The following opinion does not reflect of the organization <laughs> here at BYU TV. It's a BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest. You can get the latest BYU Sports Nation swag, including a new exclusive T-shirt with, with hashtag Elite on the back, as well as a football blue goggles and a Spencer Linton show-worn wristband. I just threw that in there. And <laughs> nice. so on. There are two rules. Don't listen to Brian. There are two rules. One, follow at BYU Sports Nation. And two, you must use the hashtag BYUSN. Show us how you are an elite BYU Sports Nation member. I, mean, I saw I saw one guy on Twitter. I can't remember exactly where, but he said that he had pneumonia and was sick at home, and he was still watching the show. Nice. Good. Nice. We wish good health to this person. I cannot remember who they are, but that's pretty intense. I think. I think that. I think watching, you know, Sports Nation, you can kind of get some of that karma. You know, that good, that good, good vibes. You know, kind of helps you to recover. Here's another one at S Larson eight hundred one. He says, "Years of BYU game day T-shirts made into a quilt." I am an elite Ooh. fan, and he tweeted us a photo. That's really nice. That that's elite. That right there, it's pretty good. Uh, that would be one of my top, the top five right now. It's honestly. in the top thirty right now. I can tell you that. I would say top five. <laughs> I, I don't know how many. <laughs> the top ten, yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's track. Finished 13th in Nationals. That's a nice, a nice finish for that team. Shaq Walker finished 5th in eight, the 800 meters, and the 4x400 relay took 5th. Nicely, nicely done. Nice. Jacob Hanneman did work on Saturday. He was a single short of a cycle. Had six R- RBIs with the win, uh, but just couldn't complete just getting a single. Still a great day. Yeah. Tyler Hawes worked out with the Miami Heat on Saturday. He's traveling today. Excuse me, yesterday. He's hanging out in New York today. He'll work out for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow nice so hopefully he does well Brooklyn. now joining us brandon vogel of hailvarsity.com they cover the nebraska corn huskers brandon welcome to byu sports nation thanks a lot for having me guys brandon you recently wrote a nice article a preview of byu you talked a lot about uh different elements of byu an interesting perspective from the nebraska side uh so I, you mentioned experience versus expectation can you explain a little bit about what you mentioned in the article with that in byu and nebraska yeah, if you, you look at this game, uh, I think BYU is sort of the known quantity here. Uh, year 10 under, under Bronco Mendenhall versus, versus Nebraska, which is obviously entering its, its first game under, under a new head coach. Um, so BYU has plenty of expectations. I think they have a team that, that, that merits those expectations. But when you look at the experience angle in particular, we don't know a ton about Nebraska yet. It's going to be that, that sort of first game where we – 
really start to find out about what Nebraska might look like under Mike Riley. What do you know about Nebraska football right now? Well, when you, you look at this team, they've got about 17 starters back. Um, most of their top playmakers on defense are back. They've got Malik Collins and Vincent Valentine, who are two very good defensive tackles. Nate Gary, in my opinion, is one of the better safeties in, in Big Ten. So I, I expect Nebraska to be pretty strong there. They're strong in special teams, got a good punter, kicker returning. Of course, DeMorne Pearsonell was an All-American punt returner a year ago, so they're good in the two out of the three phases. They, they might be able to buy themselves some time to, to sort of undergo this transition offensively. Brandon, who is this game bigger for, BYU or Nebraska, to come away with a win? That's, that's a really good question. Um, Nebraska obviously doesn't want to drop its first game under, under Mike Riley. But I, I would probably go with BYU just because there seems to be, rightly or wrongly, this, this extra hurdle for an independent team. Uh, to sort of impress on a week-in and week-out basis. You know, if a team ends up 9-3 and three in the SEC West, like Ole Miss did last year, no one sort of questions how good that team is. Or if you go 10-2, and two, like Michigan State did in, in the Big Ten, uh, we haven't seen an independent really force that issue in, in the playoff area yet. It's only been one year. So I just think, and I don't necessarily think this is fair, but when you look at a national perception, there's, there's a little bit more impetus to sort of keep those games and keep those wins coming when you don't have a Power 5 conference. And that's fair. Uh, and from your perspective, how many wins does BYU need to be relevant nationally given they are in an independent? Well, against this schedule, um, I think 9-3 and three would be what you have to have to sort of get recognized um, from all the people who are trying to consume all of college football, which is a difficult task. I think if BYU is up eight and four with this schedule, that's certainly a top twenty-five team in my mind. Um, who knows if the actual voters would go along with that? But that's sort of how I how I see BYU looking this season, and it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up right in that range. Brandon, what if BYU goes ten and two? Do you think that they have a chance in in making it to a New Year Six? I think they should have more than a chance. I think at ten and two, they should definitely be in. The question is, you, know, you, you saw it with the Big 12 last year, they're basically trying to rewrite the rules to get that 13th game and another <laughs> chance to impress. Um, BYU wouldn't have that, of course, but at 10-2 but with you know wins over some combination of Nebraska, UCLA, Michigan, Boise, um, Missouri's also in there, and then some, some good – group of five teams in Cincinnati and ECU. Um, that's, that's a blue schedule. If you go 10-2 and two against that, you should be playing on New Year's Day. Brandon Vogel of HailVarsity.com is our guest on BYU Sports Nation. He covers the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, as we look at this game with BYU and Nebraska, which is being talked about for a long time since it's game one, it seems like game two we don't really look at. We just look at game one, and we count in every day. What, where's a spot where BYU may have an advantage over Nebraska in your mind? I, I think there's one key one, and that's BYU's defense, particularly its run defense, was, was very strong a year ago. Um, has been really strong under Mendenhall really for like the last four or five years, uh, which is about as far back as I looked. Um, Nebraska's got some, some questions at running back with Abir Abdulagan. They've got talent there. None of them's been sort of the main guy. If they're struggling to run the ball, that puts a lot of pressure on that, that pass defense. 
where Nebraska would be transitioning to some more pro-style concepts. Tommy Armstrong Jr., the, the presumed quarterback, completes about 52% of his passes. So if Nebraska has to pass a lot to win that game, they could be in trouble. When you look at uh, the experience uh, of Lincoln Memorial Stadium, it, the sellouts for, what, back to 62, I believe the number is. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Sellouts since 62. What kind of game day experience can fans expect, BYU fans, that show up in Lincoln up on September 5th? Uh, very friendly. Um, this game's going to be somewhat unique. Uh, and then it, it's going to have a big game atmosphere, you know, right, right for right in week one, which hasn't been the case really for Nebraska. They've kind of lost the season opener since 1985. Now, part of that's because Nebraska was very good for about 20 years there. Over the last decade or so, though, it's it's mostly because Nebraska's opened against Chattanooga or, or Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic. BYU is, is not those teams, so I think there's a unique level of excitement for this one just because it feels like a real football game instead of maybe just a warm-up to work your way into the season. <laughs> I always tell opposing fans who are, who are visiting Lincoln, um, don't worry about parking someplace where you can tailgate. Just get a spot in a garage or something and then head towards the stadium. If you're wearing BYU colors, you'll be invited into as many tailgates as you want. Nebraska football fans love to talk with the opposing team's fans about football. There you go. Should be fun for BYU fans. Our Twitter question today is this, Brandon. What could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 season? I said Nebraska. Brian said Missouri. What's your opinion of BYU's loaded schedule? Oh, that's 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 a, a really good one when you look at that schedule. Um, UCLA is probably the best team on that schedule, at least based on, on what we, we think we know now. I would probably go with Missouri, though, just because of, of when it comes back-to-back SEC East champions. That could be the game late in the season in Arrowhead Stadium where BYU really can sort of submit its place in, in the pecking order in 2015. Absolutely. And even if, even if BYU's struggling, that win would mean a lot. I, I think so. Um, you know, I don't see a, a scenario where, where BYU's coming into that game maybe four and six or anything. So, you know, even if it is a little bit closer to, to, to 500, that's an important game then for just bowl purposes. Right. Yeah, I, I, I picked Missouri because of uh, just the, the sense of what, are, what have you done for me lately type of a deal with, uh, with college football and analysts. Um, do you think if, if BYU beats a team like a UCLA that's ranked in the top 10 and UCLA ends up falling off towards the end of the season, maybe even pushed out of the top 25, how much weight uh, and value does that game still carry uh, for BYU towards the end of the season? I think it carries maybe a, a little more than, than you might expect. Um, that's the danger with those, and that's, that's partially why I picked Missouri. We'll, we'll know what both teams in that game yep. are at that point. Um, but, you know, when you look at – you tally these things up, BYU goes on the road and um, beats, beats UCLA, who's probably going to be in the top 15. Um, what happens to UCLA after that isn't, isn't BYU's fault. So I, I still think they should get – a good deal of credit for a win like that. After game one, it will be go Nebraska either way. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, we appreciate the time. Great stuff. You can check them out on HaleVarsity.com. Thanks for the time. Thanks a lot, guys. Brandon Vogel of HaleVarsity.com. If you haven't read this article, this preview of BYU, it's really good from a Nebraska perspective. I'll tweet it out during the break. We have, it's 1-1 so far, man. It's one and one. Yeah, you had a football writer and I had a basketball yeah, coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Although I carry uh, Jeff Judkins' weight carries a lot. I would say so. You know, I would say you, that maybe it's like one and a half that you get because Coach JJ. That's true. Yeah. And he said Missouri, which is interesting because we'll know at that point we'll what's going on. And and that's the case for every win besides Nebraska. Yeah. Potential win. Yeah. Hopefully BYU gets multiple of these, and it just doesn't matter. They're all huge. What could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 season? That's our Twitter question. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, BYU is ranked ahead of Oregon, TCU, Florida State, and USC. In what? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Next Wednesday, June 24th, is Media Day. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, State of the Program is live, 12 to 2 Eastern. Brian Logan will do the robot in the green room while Spencer and I do a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. Then at 4 Eastern, four decades of dominance. It's going to be a fun day, man. He's going to be You going to be here? You going to hang out? I, I was, um, but... Oh, I, is it sensitive? I may... No. Well, oh, why okay. are you saying sensitive? Because I'm looking down? Do I, am I getting teary-eyed? You said I was, but... Am I getting teary-eyed That's where right I thought now? you were going. Do you see the water coming out of my eyes? No, Can we play uh, the piano music right now? I, um, I kind of... I stalled a little bit. You know, to see if you guys wanted to have me on, and I waited as long as I could once I heard the announcement. And um, yeah, man, I waited for a good two weeks and didn't get the word, and so I just went ahead and booked another uh, appointment. So I'm going to be out of town actually now. So yeah, you know, it's okay. Maybe next, maybe next year. Brian Logan was devastated. <laughs> like Brian, you can watch it on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio. Man, hold on! I need to wipe my eyes. Uh, I know. I was. I was kind of. I was. I was like acting and everything. And I almost got myself. I think I needed. Can you cry on demand? Napkin too. Yep. No. You can. I think so. Let's see it. Um, okay, you work I'm on that while I explain this. Like this. Yeah, I don't have enough time. So going to break, I mentioned that BYU <laughs> was ranked ahead of the likes of Michigan State, Michigan, Oregon, USC, and Florida State. In what you ask? CollegeSpun.com ranked the primary logos for every Power 5 college football program, including Notre Dame and BYU. Where did BYU land? It's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 17, Johnny. BYU's primary (laughs) logo ranked 17th among Power 5 and Notre Dame and BYU. 17th. That's ahead of the likes of Michigan State, Kansas, Michigan, TCU, Oregon, USC, Florida State. Hey, we'll take it. Oh, yeah. We will take it, collegespun.com. I don't even know what that website is. It's nice, man. It's nice. It's simple. I, I, to me, it kind of has like this sleek, elegant type of look. You got the, Let's you read know, it. the, the, the Y, and it's a little bit off. You mm-hmm. know, one part is bigger, one part is smaller. We call it a stretch Y. I call it the Yahoo Y. It's, it's a, yeah, it's <laughs> Yale's logo on steroids. <laughs> this is what they say for BYU's logo. With the elongated football shape and irregular looking Y. Irregular? There's a cartoonish nature to this BYU logo. It looks good, though. Hmm. Hmm. It sounded like they had to justify why it, it looks, looks good. good. It looks good, though. It looks good, though. Uh, I can see a little cartoonish. I mean, I just think it's just boom. It's just clean. You know, you look at some other ones that are up there, like Kansas. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas just, has a little bird. It's a bird. It's just kind of. He's better than that. Yeah, By the way, so I'm at Fenway two weeks ago, and I see that this little kid is going to get on the Jumbotron mm-hmm. in Fenway. So I'm like. I'm going to get behind. I've always wanted to be on the Fenway Jumbotron, said nobody. So so I said to my sister, here's my phone. I'm going to be on the Jumbotron. Take a picture of me yeah, on the Jumbotron, yeah, yeah. right? You'd think this is a re- weird request for someone that's on television every day, but nope, I decided weird. that I wanted it. Nope. So, so I go behind the kid, and five or ten seconds later, they cut to it. 
So they're showing the kid, and I'm like the creepy, weird guy in the background. <laughs> I had a beard. I didn't have the mustache, so not oh, okay. as that's, that's good. So, so I'm like, I'm just, you know, cheering or something. I don't know what I was doing. And then they stayed on it for more than four seconds, so I didn't know what to do. So then I had a BYU jacket on, so then I started showing the stretch wide. <laughs> I was like, BYU. And then I, no one said anything because no one there cared. Nope. <laughs> like, what is that guy? What is that guy doing representing the, the Yahoo? Yeah. Who's, the Yahoo who's that Yale fan in the background? That's Dang. probably what happened. But number 17, we'll take it. You know who's number one in this list? Who that? Florida. Florida. Followed by Florida. Florida. Notre Dame. Clemson at number three. That was a little high. Bama, UCLA, Texas, Ohio State, Miami. Wait, UCLA? Cal and UCLA, Georgia. Right? Bruins. Oh, it says Bruins. And yeah, the, the cursive of the A comes down and says Bruins on it. But we'll take 17th. It's a recognizable logo. Athlon did a thing a couple years ago, said it was, I believe, top 10 among the most recognizable logos in America. Hey, man. we has got a brand, what dude. Have we been talking it's all part about? Of it. What have we been talking about? Relevancy. Boom. There you go. And and the logo is part of the brand, it's right? It's part of it. But brand It's brand, the physical brand. Brand recognition, man. That's what it comes down to. That's right. I don't I don't pick, you know, Nike over, you know, other brands because of the high performance tech gear and it makes me play better. It's because it's the brand. I like the check mark. That's right. And hopefully it makes that me feel helps. it makes me feel like dollar signs, like I'm getting checks, you know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> What could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At our green, ha! Missouri! SEC team, probable East champs. They've, they've won the SEC East the last two years. Later in the season and will, will be in people's memories. Now, if BYU has a special season and they only have, say, one, maybe two losses going into that game. Huge game. I, I, Huge game I, because man, you could I, launch yourself into possible New Year's Six conversation. I really, really Which you guys discussed Thursday and I wasn't here to win. I, I, yeah, it's okay. We're, it, it, I saw that tweet that you said when you were clapping. Yeah. Oh, yeah with that's Shia a topic. La- with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen that, that video that that's from? That is a great topic, fellas. Have you seen that? the video that that's from? No. I'll show you after. I haven't. Okay. But it was a great <laughs> response. I absolutely loved it. But I really think that BYU could be like 8-1 going to that game. That's That would be wild. That would be crazy. Coming up, how did Cody Hoffman do in his debut with the Montreal Alouettes? And where did Zach Blair finish in the St. Jude Classic? <laughs> Plus the elite tweet of the day. This is BYU Sports Nation with Brian Logan. Featuring Brian Logan? Nice. Logan take. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Track and fill. At Nationals, the men's team took 13th overall with some great individual performances. Shaq Walker finished 5th in the 800 meter. Then less than one hour later, Walker and the rest of the 4x400 team also finished 5th. Awesome. Men's basketball. Tyler Hawes worked out for the Miami Heat on Saturday. Said their facilities were unreal. Awesome. As he continues to prepare for next week's NBA draft, he'll work out, work out for the Brooklyn... I can't speak anymore. Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. Sports. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Sports. Baseball. Sports. <laughs> Jacob Hanneman went four for six with two doubles, a triple, a homer, and six RBI, leading the Tennessee Smokies to a 12-3 win on Saturday. Cougars in the PGA. Former Cougar Zach Blair finished tied for 58th, shooting two over at the St. Jude Classic. Down to the fourth hole for Birdie Brent. Cougars in the association. Sports, 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 sports. Uh, Jen Hampson played two minutes 
in a Sparks loss, grabbing one rebound. That's it? Yep. Come on. Mm-hmm. Jeff Judkins joined us earlier. If you missed it, download the uh, show podcast. Told us she's playing on a good team. That's why she's not playing a ton of minutes right now. Future yep. guests this week, Brian Keel. Big B. Spencer, we're here. Brian Keel. <laughs> Alicia Rose, former Team USA soccer member and current BYU assistant coach, will join us later this week. Talk nice. Women's World Cup and BYU Women's Soccer. Nice. Check it out. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. The men's track team gets it. Number 13 in the country. Finished a bunch of All-Americans. Shaq Walker among them. It's amazing. Nice, nice job. Yeah. BYU is a hotbed for track and field. Uh, tons of people come here to train, so they did They did really well. I thought that yeah. was great. What could be the biggest win for BYU in the 2015 season? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Mark John Cook. Nebraska, no doubt. My man, Mark. First game of the season on the road against a P5 who hasn't lost a home opener in decades. National TV on ABC. It's like, what, 3-4 to four now, something like that? If we are adding the fans in Yeah, we just conveniently put the Nebraska ones. You're, I paid the production assistants you're, to throw you're all this up in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get hey. to the elite tweet of the day. The Iggy. The Iggy. What is this, the Colbert Report open? <laughs> At Tasha Lynn 19, the most elite bird of all time. The Raptor. Oh, I mean the Eagle. The biggest win would be if Taysom. This is Tasha Lynn nineteen. The biggest win would be if Taysom can stay healthy the entire season. All other victories will follow. That is an elite tweet. That is right there. I don't feel intimidated. He does not. Nope. Mm -hmm. And Spencer has said uh, many times uh, on this show that if Taysom is healthy all season, he he thinks BYU will win ten games. I I agree with that. I agree with that, man. I hope that. The schedule's I, tough, I, man. I agree. I mean, you has got a shot in every game he's in. That's what that, I love. That's the point. That's, that's what I love. That is the point right there. You, every single opportunity uh, to win a game, Taysom can put you in that position. 14-6 and six as a starter. I don't think he's lost a game by more than 14 or something. Oh, yeah, see? I mean, BYU's been in every game that he's started. And almost beat Boy State on the blue as a true freshman. It's just when you can, when you can single-handedly win the game, especially being at the quarterback We're talking position. about a game. A, not a game. a game. We're talking about a game? We're talking <laughs> about a game. Thanks to Jeff Dutkins, Brandon Vogel, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. And BYUsportsNation.com for Brian M. Jerem. Shout out to Travis Uwale. Ooh, Travis, my man. BYU back Sports in Nation back at it tomorrow. Logan takeover all week. At noon Eastern. Love you. Bye.